And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. I certainly am. Thank you very much there. The legendary John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen. John Bon Jovial, how are you doing today? Oh, I tell you what, if I couldn't be any better, we had ourselves a, a great weekend last weekend. Um, this past Saturday night, uh, we went out to the Seminole Indian Casino in Immokalee, Florida, and got to see the Oak Ridge Boys, our buddy Joe Bonsell and the boys. Oak Ridge Boys played live for about two hours, and they just put on an amazing show. And uh, I want to uh, send out my personal thanks to Joe Bonsell for getting me uh, some tickets to the show because it was sold out. And and I think that uh, he had a helper. Uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know. It, it, it's David uh, Boer. Yeah, I, I, I heard a rumor. Or yeah, David, oh, rumor David Bowers. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. But hey, yeah, thank you, my friend, for helping getting those tickets. It was it was a wonderful experience. You're very welcome, and they do. They put on one heck of a show. Listeners, you get a chance oh, to hear great. to go see the Oak Ridge Boys. Do it because they put on a show that crosses genres. I mean, uh, if you're into any kind of music except maybe short of heavy metal or something, you're going to enjoy this show because. Uh, they do. They run the gamut. And the the neat thing is they can run the gamut from country to pop to gospel doing their own music because they've had hits in all those genres. And uh, really happy to uh, remind you that if you missed the announcement a couple of weeks ago, uh, their new gospel album is out or will be. I'm sorry. It uh, will be by the time you hear this, probably. And uh, they are going to be uh, releasing it through us on the show on uh April 1st, as a matter of fact, not an April Fool's joke. Joe Bonsell will be joining us to uh, introduce and play some tracks from their new album, their new gospel album, which is uh, 17th Avenue Revival is the name of it. And uh, they're doing some neat stuff. They've got, they're even releasing it for the first time in, what, 70 years or since, I don't know, since records have been invented. They're releasing it on the Edison disc, the cylinder, a cylinder. That they, yeah. That's that great. They used to have before flat records. Yeah. And, and so, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and correct you because actually the album is going to drop on the 16th of March. Oh, it's the 16th. Which is okay. will be, yeah. It'll, it'll be available in stores. It'll be available of course on uh, uh, iTunes and anywhere else that you might, uh, Amazon, anywhere else that you might buy your media. And uh, this is one <laughs> of these things that, uh, don't download it for you know electronic purposes. Get the physical media because you'll be so much happier that you did because the uh, album is rich with information and it's something that I think that you would really treasure. I got to talking to Joe about it and it just uh, you know they are so excited about this new release. They played oh my gosh they played about four songs off this yep. new record at the show uh, last Saturday and. Uh, you know, I tell you what, they, you know, people were just rocking in the aisles. It, it, it was, uh, it was a terrific experience. Raw emotional talent is the only way. Yeah, to describe absolutely. It. And so they, good. They, put, so good. they put their heart and souls into it too. You can tell, uh, they really oh, yeah. get into it. And, uh, 
it's a it's a two-way street they feed off the audience the audience feeds off of them and it's one heck of a show and we're going to be so excited to have joe back on the show again uh because uh, he's just a, a great guy to talk to and we got a great album to share like we do today as a matter of fact so i want to get busy and welcome you all to the david bowers awards the show where every show is an award show because there are so many we figure we'll make every show an award show and we don't have a lot of politics like they do in the those other shows so uh our ratings are See, what other going shows up. i should be talking about <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> any of them actually i mean it's gotten so they're all awards and no talent but hey we're yeah, all me too you too wahoo yeah, yeah exactly but uh no our show is everybody's an award winner that's on the show and uh, you get to pick the award winners too you can join right in if you know someone that has done something musically great or stupid uh drop us a line david at the david com, and uh, tell us who you think and why they deserve an award and we might use it right here on the show uh, as we will uh, we're going to have one in just a moment as a matter of fact and then we're going to get to the music and our guest of the week we're featuring an entire album by uh, great by uh, uk blues man Richie Dave Porter we had on the show last year, and he said that he would grace us with his brand new album, Come Do an Entire Hour. We'll play tracks out of that coming up in just a couple of minutes. want to thank our house band, Titty Bingo, that provides our theme music for us and comes to visit us from time to time. And uh, we want to thank our friends in Rochester, New York, at Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3, who carry us every Saturday. And, uh, of course, our friends at the House of Guitars, Armand, Eric, and all, who uh, play the show at the uh, at their uh, place of business at the House of Guitars and even blast it out on the street for passersby. So if you're in Rochester, do stop in and say hello to our friends there at the House of Guitars. And... Uh, to all of you out there around the world, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we want to also remind you while we're talking about Rochester, a shout out to Mary Perry, who's an accredited disability representative in Rochester and underwrites the David Bowers Awards on WRFZ FM 106.3. Thank you so much, Mary. Uh, just helps us uh, to come and present the music to all the listeners in Rochester on Rochester Free Radio. Now, I promised you we were going to do an award, and we're going to right now. Oh, thank you so much. There you have it, the uh, comb chorus uh, signaling time for our first The David Bowers Award of the Week. And this week, uh, this is a personal one. We're going back in time to a galaxy long ago and far away, Pardon me, George Lucas. And uh, I'm reminded recently, I saw a name online uh, that looked familiar. So I did some research, some snooping around, if you will. And I found a, uh, I found a relative of this gentleman's. And uh, through the relative, I was able to contact him. It turned out it was who I thought it was. It was a gentleman who had been a key to my radio career, actually, uh, back when I was in high school and decided I wanted, well, I decided I couldn't sing, so if I was going to be a star, it would have to be playing the records, not making them. And uh, he encouraged me to go ahead and pursue, to chase my dream, if that's what I really wanted to do. And uh, 
he actually supported me. Uh, he it, well, he's no longer he's no longer in the business. He's retired now, so I can let the uh, trade secrets out. Uh, when I was a uh, an aspiring DJ and I didn't have a job yet or anything, uh, obviously I didn't have a lot of money to spend on records. So what Lou would do is. Uh, he would loan me records off the shelf there in uh, Rome, New York, at his record shop on North James Street. So <laughs> for any of uh, any of the listeners in Rome, New York, who happened to get a uh, record and you thought that it was maybe worn before you got it, it's entirely possible it was played at a dance around town somewhere because Lou was a great guy. He let me borrow the hit records so that I always had the top hits, and he only charged me for the ones I kept or would have if we damaged one, but I don't recall we ever did that. I did keep a few, but he, uh, you know, uh, he charged me only for the ones that I did not return. And uh, like I said, he was a big support to me, the start of my career. And uh, it was great to get in touch with him after all these years and uh, reconnect. Uh, we spent about an hour on the phone talking old times and everything. So today, our the David Bowers Award salute goes out to a gentleman that helped well, it helped shape my life. And uh, everybody that I've talked to, we've posted online and gotten some great comments. Everybody that remembers Lou uh, remembers him lovingly as uh, the guy who always had time to sit and talk with you, uh, to counsel you, to listen to you. And, uh, I mean, kids learned what Billboard magazine was through Lou because he would let you come in and read through it, see how the hits were charting. And uh, he was... Uh, he was one of those guys that you walk in and you tell him, Lou, I just heard this song on the radio and I don't know the name of it, but it goes something like this. And you'd hum a few bars and he'd tell you what the tune was and give you the record of it. So, uh, hey, we all remember him. Lou, I want to thank you so much for, well, for just being there and being you. Lou D'Amelio Jr. of the record shop in Rome, New York. He's uh, living at a uh, retirement community in Utica now and, uh, if anybody out there uh, remembers him and would like to get in touch with him, drop me a line at david at the davidbowers.com. I'll be happy to, uh, to forward your information to Lou. Thank you so much, Lou. You'll never be forgotten. Today, we've got a lot of music and one great guest, so we're going to get right to it. Right now, remember, if you've got someone or something you deserves, you think deserves an award, email david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line and tell us who it is and why you think they deserve an award. All right? All right. John Bon Jovial, are you ready to play some music? I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Well, let's do it, because we've got Richie Dave Porter standing by. He's going to come in here, talk to us, tell us a little bit about his brand new album, talk to us about the tracks, and maybe, well, maybe just let us in on the on some of the backstage secrets, you know, behind the camera, and uh, oh, who knows what we're going to do, but uh, we're going to do the title tune to his new album right now. Here he is, Richie Dave Porter, and End of the Line. I was living the blues I was blinded by love She didn't want me performing She's scared of losing her love I couldn't give her the time To be the man of her dreams I had to play my guitar 
or fall apart at the seams. I was searching for love, but I need to find peace. I was looking for love, but love's a broken dream. It's the end of the line. I got nowhere to go. I have to leave my bad woman to find my peace of mind. I needed time on my own to feel at one with the world. I don't do answering to no one. I need to heal my soul I was searching for love But I need to find peace I was looking for love But love's a broken dream Listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at David at the David End of the line. That's Richie Dave Porter, the title tune from his brand new album. And uh, we are so fortunate to, that it isn't the end of the line uh, that uh, Brit Bluesman is right here with us right now, ready to talk. I hope. Richie Dave Porter, welcome aboard. Glad to be on the show, David. Hey, glad to have you back here again, my friend. And don't uh, don't leave those pregnant pauses around like that. You haven't been worried. I thought maybe we lost the connection or something. <laughs> Great to have no, you with no, us. No. <laughs> Great to have you with okay. us. And by the way, did did I mention, folks? He's also one heck of a guitar player. Uh, nice sound on that. Uh, nice sound on end of the line, Richie. Tell us about that tune. Yeah, end of the line. It's just, it's the title track of the new album. And it was sort of written, um, literally me just sitting around in my flat with a guitar, thinking about life, thinking about aging, thinking about, you know, the blues, my experiences in love, which have, have not been entirely successful. And, um, and, and it was all about that, really. You know, it's like the end of the line. You know, that, that's what the song was about. Fortunately, well, we... I'm, I'm a very happy man now. Well, that's a good thing, and we've all had uh, we've all had some speed bumps along the road of life at one time or another. Now, how long how long were you working on this album? Um, about two years, really. Um, working class blues man was twenty sixteen, and then um, I just needed to take time out and write what I felt were quality songs because I don't sure. believe in rush releasing any products. I think the only time you should release a product or, or an album is when you've got something new to say and when you've been inspired by different events in life to create new music, or in my case, new blues. So End, End of the Line is the product of many different life experiences on one album. Um, and it also shows 
um, a resurgence of me doing acoustic blues instrumentals that are sort of combined with Spanish um, guitar as well. I mean, there's blues at sunrise and blues at twilight that sort of combine classical Spanish and blues. And we're going to uh, we're going to play both of those because I, I think that the uh, when I was listening to them, I really felt the transition, the difference from the twilight, or rather, I should say, from the sunrise to the twilight. And I got to thinking because both of the songs are relatively short by today's standards, so uh, it. It really fit that we could do a little niche and play the both of them back to back. So we're going to be getting to that in in just a few minutes. Now, uh, you just had the British release of this, what, about a week or so ago? Yeah, I mean, basically, originally it was due to come out April the 1st. And then my team informed me that the way things were moving, that it would be most likely out round about um, March the 1st or in the first week of March. So that's when I sort of changed on social networking, informing people it's going to be out a month earlier. Um, so very soon it will be on cdbaby.com, Amazon and iTunes. So end of the line, Richie Day Porter will be on Amazon, CD Baby and Apple Music iTunes. There'll be hard copy CDs available, which I know they're available because I've received them. They're in a box. <laughs> I just haven't sent them out yet. Yeah, that's that's yeah. usually a pretty good you know, indicator, okay. right? And for the listeners out yeah, there who, and then, uh, who and then aren't, downloads. for listeners out there who aren't familiar with Richie, uh, and oftentimes uh, we get artists that uh, people are just now discovering. Uh, if you go to search out Richie Dave Porter, uh, the first name is spelt with a T. It's not the uh, typical American Richie. It's R I T C H I E, and then Dave Porter, which is you know pretty pretty easy to pick up on. But you can check him out online, as he said. Uh, the album's going to be available shortly all over the place, and uh, I know you're going to want a copy. So, uh, Richie, we talked about moments ago, uh, Blues at Sunrise, Blues at Twilight, and you're having created this album and these songs from your life experiences, which is, well, it's pretty much the way it goes with blues, with music in the key of blues. But uh, tell us about these two songs, Blues at Sunrise, Blues at Twilight, and the contrast between the two. And then we're going to play them both back to back so the audience and the listeners can get a, uh, can get a good feel for them. Yeah, um, as I say, nearly everything, nearly everything is written about my life experiences. Um, with Blues at Sunrise and Blues at Twilight, those are two, in my opinion, two of the, the songs or instrumentals that I've written that I'm probably the proudest of because they don't really relate to any work experience or relationship breakdown or anything like that. They were actually written in my head to be like movie soundtracks. That's how I saw it in my head. It's like blues at sunrise. I was kind of thinking of like the Wild West and like a Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western. And that that was like the vision in my head for that one. So when you hear a lot of the Spanish guitar, um, it, it made me think about walking through a desert, you know, the gunfights just about to begin, then the gunfights over. And that was sort of blues at sunrise. And then with blues at twilight, it's sort of like the aftermath. <laughs> so these were these funny little ideas that came in, into my head where yeah. I was thinking, you know, like a spaghetti Western type thing. And if you listen to the two songs, you can almost 
hopefully hear that, you know, or it'll create an image in the mind of uh-huh. like a spaghetti western type thing. Um, yeah, blues man what? meets spaghetti western, really. So that's, hey, that's blues at sunrise going into blues at twilight. Interesting and it's concept. Nice to start there. An album. Yeah, and no one else is really combining blues guitar with Spanish guitar either. It's like um, it's something I've always loved because I've liked playing blues. I love playing blues first and foremost, and I do I do love the sound of classical and Spanish guitar. But interestingly, recently I I was given preview to a a, a blues in Britain magazine review, um, which will be out I think April or May, and they picked up on it and they you know they 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 really got into the whole instrumental thing, mm, and, that's, and, and that's something I want to continue as well. I don't know, maybe, maybe one day, David, I'd do like a movie soundtrack or something. Uh, there you, know, you go. I'd love to do you a never, soundtrack. You never know, and that would that mm. would be really neat. Um, uh, it's really, uh, I like the idea of marrying the different styles because uh, it, it's an interesting combination, and you do it so well. And we got a, I got a little out of order here. I had another track I was going to play first, but since I did lead into these and we're going to listen to them, uh, we'll listen to them right now since we've been talking about them, and we'll come back for uh, long hours in a little bit. But right now, here we go. We're going to play Sunrise and Twilight back-to-back for our listeners. Here it is. First up, Richie Dave Porter and Blues at Sunrise. Thank you. 
And there you go. Back-to-back Blues at Sunrise, followed by Blues at Twilight. And for the listeners who are having trouble differentiating where one ended and the other began, I'll tell you that the first one, Blues at Sunrise, was the first one minute and 20 seconds. The last two minutes and 46 seconds were Blues at Twilight. Richie, fantastic. I, I got the feeling Thank just as much. you... Just as you described it, and uh, I was even able to get through it without having that mysterious whistler in the background. <laughs> but it did. Yeah. It made me want. It made me wanted to get my boots and hat and Colt forty five out and just get into period with it. It's uh, you. You succeeded. A, a great melding, merging of the sounds, and it was exactly as you described it. It could very easily uh, be the theme music to a spaghetti western or something of that nature. Excellent. Really enjoyed it. What do you think, John Bon Jovio? How was uh, how was your opinion of that? Oh, I tell you what, I've I've never, uh, Richie, I've never. It's never occurred to me to blend a you know uh, uh, an acoustic blues type of sound with a Spanish you know uh, kind of sound. And uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, I'm listening to this thing. Really, in just rapt fascination, it, it is, uh, you know, I mean, I can't think of anything bad to say about it. This is really, really well, good. That's, <laughs> that's a good yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I mean, it's the blues. Yeah, I mean, if David will it's tell you, blues, but it is I, I can be one of the most critical blues. people you've ever heard. And that is really, it's the blues to a spaghetti western. Exactly. Yep. It was really good. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You accomplished exactly what you set out to accomplish, Richie. Good job. Now, tell That's us about this thing. next I mean, track. We're going to back up now to the song that I originally had as the next one, but we get into the blues at sunrise and twilight first. Let's go back and tell us a little bit about long hours, if you will. Yeah, 12 long hours. That's that's about, I have a day job because I'm, I'm an indie artist. I mean, I'm a I'm a popular independent blues artist, but most like most independent blues artists, we have to do either part-time or full-time work as well to fund sure. our own labels. And regardless of, I mean, when I've done really well, David, I've had I've had something like I think it's seven or eight top ten independent chart hits, and I've had one number one in Australia. You know, I've had quite a few in the USA that aren't one number ones, but they're in the top ten, and I can't right. mind, but. 12 long hours is all about getting up at quarter past six in the morning, walking 45, 50 minutes, sometimes in the snow and the ice, to do a 12-hour psychiatric shift because I'm a trained uh, team leader therapist in in forensic mental health and all that. Um, and it's about literally just wanting to get the hell home <laughs> and, and play my guitar. I you know hear I mean? you. I mean, my... I, get, I get about three, four, you know, three, four days off a week, but all I want to do is just get those 12 hours out of the way and just get home and play guitar. So 12 long hours is literally about, you know, the frustration of having to do a 12-hour shift and then just Absolutely. lucky clock-watching, really. I want to get home. I want to play my, my, my acoustic. I want to play the blues. I want to rehearse <laughs> a live set. And, and that's, I... that's how my life is. I understand that, and I, I can relate. My first job back in Rome, New York, when I got in radio, I used to have to walk about a half an hour to get to work, and it was all types of weather. I was up like 5 o'clock in the morning uh, walking through the snow down yeah. to the radio station. So I can relate to that, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is from his latest album, End of the Line. This is Richie Dave Porter in 12 Long Hours. <laughs> 
It was early in the morning And I've got to get to work It was early in the morning And I've got to get to work I no longer have a woman So at work I hurt It is twelve long hours, babe Till I'm home to my guitar It is twelve long hours, babe Till I'm home to my guitar I'm tired and I'm worried So tired since we part I have a cold, dark feeling I won't be loved anymore I have a cold, dark feeling I won't be loved anymore Because I failed with every woman And now they don't even call There you go. That's 12 long hours. Richie Dave Porter from his brand new album, End of the Line. And uh, Richie, I I love it. I love what you're doing. You you've got a you've got your own signature sound. It's uh it's the blues. Uh, you touch a little bit of a pop sound occasionally, but it's it's your own sound yeah. no matter how you cut it. And uh, I I really uh, really happy for you. Now I know it took a little more than 12 hours. But uh, you had to have spent some time in the studio. What was it like actually sitting down and, uh, and working on this album in the studio? Well, to be honest, David, this album came together the fastest as far as in the studio because I've been writing the songs for about two years. Well, slightly less than two years. And when I'd compose in my little flat, I'd just sit there with me and the guitar and I'd just go over and over and over it again till I'm happy with the structure and the words and it's a, a and it's a, and the songs where I want it to be so when I went in to do the album I actually only recorded um, the whole album in two days at Capsa Arc Studios in Birmingham because literally all the preparation was done and it was literally a case of going in there with one acoustic guitar performing unplugged in a 32 track state-of-the-art digital studio and literally just laying it down there and then. Um, it was very straightforward, very easy to, easy to do. It was the first time I worked with Matt and Adam, who were the producers. I met them both before I went in and did the album. I spoke to them and I said, listen, I don't want to create Dark Side of the Moon. I don't want to do Sergeant Pepper. I'm a blues man. I mix Spanish with blues and jazz sometimes. And yes, I do write some commercial type songs too that are all blues based, but... I wanted to go there, I wanted to set up, I wanted to perform it live, I wanted to record it. And then all I did was, um, once I recorded the songs with the guitar and vocals at the same time, I just overdubbed a second guitar part on most of the tracks, just to flesh it out a little more, to give it a bit more meat on the bones. And, and that, that was literally how the album w was done. Um, ten of the tracks were purely acoustic unplugged, which was done at Capsa Arcs with Matt and Adam. 
And then there was one track, Happy Home, which was Michael Tingle, my previous producer of all the first three albums, coming back on drums, who also produced Happy Home. And he did that in the Moon and Sky mobile recording studio. And we did that in the Licky Hills and played at maximum volume. So that was the only track on the album that involved, um, you know, a Gibson SG guitar. Um, and that was the only sort of blues rock track of the album. Whereas the rest of the album is unplugged acoustic blues and unplugged acoustic blues meets Spanish or um, also more singer-songwriter type stuff. But I'm really pleased with the overall sound. Yeah, I'm, I think well, it's, I, it's, it's a good... Good I agree. I agree 100%, and I know John Bondoville does too. It's it's really it's really kind of funny because you and I didn't get a chance to work together on which tracks we were going to use on the show or the order we were going to play them. And it's really uh, it's really convenient that you happen to hit on Happy Home at this point because that's the next track up, and we're going to listen to it right now, ladies and gentlemen. Richie Dave Porter and Happy Home. <laughs>
at the end of your music there. Where did, where, where did you come up with that idea? Well, basically, um, I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and how we passed the audition. That's actually taken from the Beatles. Yeah, That's the Beatles taken from um, something that John the, Lennon the said once. Yeah, that, that was the rooftop concert. The rooftop right. concert. That's the one where they did yeah. Get Back and Don't Let Me Down, the last Beatles concert. And originally, right. I just said it was a joke. And then Mike said, we're going to leave that in. And I just said... Uh, <laughs> Okay, why? And he said, because it, it's cool. He says, and people that love the Beatles are going to exactly. get the joke. He says, the, so- the song's not a joke, but it's just fun to put it in at the end. So and we left exactly. it in. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I, Glad. Think, I think it's a bit of fun at the end of a good blues rock song. Oh, yeah, it is definitely. I wanted to be sure and draw that out and have you, do, uh, have you explain it. For, uh, well, primarily for people who aren't aware of that uh, that piece of Beatles history there so you, they can relate to it because there's, you know, as everybody knows, there's tons of Beatles fans out there. And uh, a great sound. We're not ready to let you go to your happy home yet, though, Richie. We've got more questions and some more music, too. John Bon Jovial, I know you're sitting there just anxious to get a, uh, get a question in here. What's you got chomping at the bit yeah richie i i want to backtrack uh, a little bit to uh before we played happy home uh and i want you to expound a little bit more on the musical talent that you have assembled to put this album together and uh tell me just exactly what you were looking for who you were looking for and and you know what were the qualifications that you needed that you you know to to achieve the sound yeah, I mean, I did a lot of research. I mean, basically, the, the team was originally Michael Tingle as producer and drummer and in charge of uploading to Apple Music, Amazon, CD, Baby, all of that. Um, Michael moved to Cornwall. And obviously, me and Michael, we go back years. He's done three albums and three singles with me. So I wanted Mike to still work with me and still be actively involved, especially when I needed a drummer for, like, heavy blues rock tracks. So it was impossible to use Mike for the whole album because of the distance. So basically what I did was I started researching every top quality professional recording studio in the Midlands area. because I didn't want to travel to London and record and come back. I wanted to literally record in the Midlands and there's plenty of good studios up there. So eventually I settled on Capsar Arcs after I went round and chatted to the producers and told them what I wanted. So after hearing some of their uh, previous albums that they've recorded there, I settled on Capsarax and Matt and Adam because they they were young, they were experienced. Uh, sometimes producers that have been doing it a long time, they kind of lose the vibe. They, they don't seem to 
you know, I think the important thing is I made it clear from the word go that this is my album. I'm, I want it to sound like this. I want it to sound like a guy who's put the practice in with an acoustic guitar and vocals. I wanted it to be my vision as I saw it in my head um, in the finished product. So basically I went in there um, not being arrogant or bossy or anything like that, but I said, listen, guys, this is what I've rehearsed. This is how I want it to sound, and I want you to record it as it is. Um, I don't want you to try and make it sound like something it isn't. I wanted it to sound like me, but in a top-quality recording studio. So that was the I think you've I accomplished just that. Yeah, you've accomplished just that. Yeah, and thank the, you. Uh, the, the, these, these guys that you brought in, you know, you're directing them, okay, I want you to do it this way, I don't want you to do it your way. Uh, what yeah. kind of diffi- What kind of difficulty, if any, did you have in getting them to, to follow your lead on that? None at all. I mean, basically, I, I said to Matt and Adam, and they, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're very accomplished um, metal musicians themselves. You know, they're, they're very, very good at what they do. Um, I just went in there and said, this is how I want it to be. I, I don't want you to try and change anything. Um, but I also want you to experiment with the microphones and, you know, have maybe one microphone here, one microphone there. Um, and again, the reason I know what I want is I, way be, as well as playing guitar for 34, 35 years and, and working really, really hard at it, um, I was really influenced by reading about how the Beatles recorded with George Martin and how, in particular, Jimmy Page masterminded the whole recording process of Led Zeppelin. Um, And more than anything, I would say Jimmy Page, as a producer, influenced me in sort of co-producing this album, really. Um, They produced the finished products, but I, I had total say in the sound and how I wanted it to be, um, even to the point of where I wanted the microphones positioned, because basically I, I copied copied Jimmy Page really the way okay, he recorded Led Zeppelin. The, and that from lets me, yeah, 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 where the that lets me and that lets me segue right directly to my next question about microphone placement. Because as as yeah. David will tell you, I, you know, I'm 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 kind of the you know the, the the techie end of the duo here. But it seems to me, and especially uh, in the the blues at sunrise and blues at twilight, that there's this, for lack of better words, this ambient distance to the music. And yeah. I'm wondering if, if if in addition to the microphones, you know, the way you mic'd your guitar directly, did you have something up on the ceiling, off in the corner somewhere that that, that was hot? Yes. Yeah, well, okay. basically what we did I got there it. was um, that. There was there was two microphones positioned, you know, and but these are like, you know, 2000 pound microphones, you know, each one. They they're top top quality mics and they were placed say about two feet from the guitar when I did the instrumental tracks and then there was another two microphones right in the four right in the corner of the room uh, about three quarters three quarters from the ceiling sort of position there to get the sort of echo the ambience and then what we did was 
um, well, it was only uh, ever well recorded on a few tracks. We just mixed down um, from each different microphone to get that echoey sort of distance. And I and that's, that was the only way to get it, because you could have done it digitally. By, but I always think a lot of digital effects sound really rubbish. I, I think you can get the right sound by just positioning the microphone right and the artist putting in the hours to rehearse the piece enough I mean, a lot of blues musicians I know look on me as like an ultra-perfectionist, which I am, but they also say that I'm a lot more like a, a classical musician in some ways, in the way that I will constantly rehearse what I call pieces of music. Um, so I approach blues... Uh, actually, I approach guitar full stop as someone who's a perfectionist, well, it shows, and I, I have yeah. to say I am really impressed by the fact that you also pay that kind of dedicated attention to the technical aspect. I mean, I have met a lot of musicians, not just blues musicians, but rockers, uh, you know, people that have been in the business uh, who don't have a clue about microphone placement and, and you know, the audio ambulance or anything like that. They go into a studio, they just have to yeah. turn it over to the technical guys and say, okay, you set it up and I'll play it. And uh, I, I'm really impressed with the fact that you're on top of all of that. And I'm also glad that this show is moving yeah. along so well that we're going to get a chance to slip in an extra song at this point. So right now we're going to roll it over oh. to another track from your new album, End of the line. This is Richie Dave Porter's Hell Yeah, Man. sound and a little bit of a change of pace from some of the other stuff there. Uh, tell, tell us a little about Hell Yeah Man. Where did that come from? Yeah, I was just 
I was having one of those days where I thought, I want to write a blues song. I've got these riffs in my head. Usually the riffs nearly always come before the, the words, David. I always... I was saying to Sarah today when we were on the, the coach heading up to here that, you know, we were talking about songwriting and things, and I was saying I always write songs, uh, chords first, you know, the chords, the chord structure, and then the words that are hanging around in my head get fitted to the chords later. But with How Yeah Man I Got the Blues, it was a classic example where I was picking up the guitar and there's this really catchy riff that digga digga dum bang, dum bang. And I thought, right, yeah, right. That's, that's really something. And then. You know, I slotted the other riffs together with it, and I thought this is um, kind of up tempo, but I don't want it to be like ridiculously happy or anything. So I thought I'm going to write the words. I mean, the words are quite downbeat to that one in a lot of ways. The riffs really up tempo and quite cheerful, but the words, and it's you know, a, I've, it's I've an got no paradox. Dog, I've got no lover. Yeah, exactly. It's a paradox. I mean, the words are literally. I think I wrote the words when I wasn't feeling the happiest man in the world <laughs> on that particular day. Well, yeah, thinking, they are the know, blues, man. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. I, yeah, that's it. I was single. I thought, you know, my dog's dead. I don't have a girlfriend at the moment, you know, and woe is me. Hell yeah, I've got the blues. I've always got that. So that's <laughs> why I, I wrote, hell yeah, man, i got the blues, basically. You know, a, a I, rocking little I riff know. with uh, really depressing words. <laughs> well, it's, hey, it's the blues, man. Like the blues are going to be depressing if they're done right. And it's a, it's a beautiful Sometimes, depression, yeah. but but it's depressing nonetheless. It's and, also uh, positive, too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, saying, it's how, a, how, how are you? It's a catharsis also. It, it's a catharsis. It, it lets you wash your soul out, and, uh, and you bring that out. Now, we're going to play one more track here from the album before we run out of time, and this one's a bit of a change of pace, again, from some of the stuff we've been doing. Tell us about My Father. Yeah, My Father. That's um, that's a track. Obviously, my father, he, he passed away. He died of a heart attack, but he would have died of um, advanced terminal prostate cancer anyway. He wasn't a well man. Um, I loved my dad. He was uh, one of my best friends in the whole world. He was an ex-Navy officer, Wiltshire boxing champion, and he went to hell with, uh, with with all this crap you're supposed to say these days. You know exactly. Yeah. My dad, was, I think, we'll, and I'm the same. Yeah, the and world would died, be a lot better. So, you know, I'm just, yes, exactly, David. I mean, I mean. My father, you know, he, he died. The sad thing was I got to the hospital 26 minutes late due, due to traffic jams. Um, so my dad had passed when I got to Solihull Hospital. And I just wanted to write a song about him. And I, I was playing it to Sarah the other day. Um, I did like a little concert for her, actually, where I ran through loads of songs acoustically, you know, um, mm -hmm. so she could see what it's like. Um, before I do like a headline gig sort of thing, because it's always nice sure. and intimate to play to your partner, isn't it? And, and, oh, and absolutely. Just a, a gig. We're going to think about that feeling right now as we play this tribute yeah. to your dad called was My Father. I miss you 
I wish that I could say how much today I'm hurting I'm wishing I could talk to you today Cause you're gone Gone so far away Now you're gone Gone so far away My father, you were my friend, I really loved you so. My father, you lived your life the way you wanted so. But you're gone, gone so far away. That's Richie Dave Porter from his latest album, which is in the process of being released as we speak. The album is titled The End of the Line. Richie Dave Porter, thank you so much for coming, spending an hour with us and sharing your new album with us. It's been an absolute pleasure, David and John. I've I've really enjoyed returning to the show and talking about what I think is my best work yet. Entirely welcome, Richie. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, go on out, check him out online. You'll find him on Facebook and check out Richie Dave Porter. Check out his new album, too. It's called End of the Line. There's more music that we weren't able to squeeze into this hour because it's time for you to take us home, John Bon Jovial. Yes, sir. Just want to let you know that the David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona, and we are available for free on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, and the Amazon Alexa devices. Can you believe that? as well as SoundCloud and MixCloud and wherever great indie music is played. Be sure to click the follow link on Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and keep up with the show and all of your 
Indie Music News. Please be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3, Rochester, New York. That is, of course, Rochester Free Radio and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Greenwich for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers and Nick the Geek, our wonderful engineer, I am... The legendary John Bon Jovial thanking you very much for joining us today, and we will see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.